Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. This survey that was carried out among mass scores in 26 different dioceses, um, it's been reviewed by the National Assembly in Athlone this weekend and it found that practising Catholics here want to see priests be allowed to get married, women ordained and more respect for the LGBTQI plus community. They also want to see shorter mass sermons as well and removal of um, bloodthirsty readings from the Old Testament. That's the findings from the survey. Callum Holmes is on the line from We Are Church Ireland, which is a group looking for reform within the Catholic Church. Callum, I assume you're going to welcome the news today. Absolutely. Uh, We're delighted uh, with the news that's come through from the listening process and that people want reform. We've been saying this for 25 years or more. Uh, But as you said, women priests, uh, uh, welcome, welcome for LGBTQ people um, and an involvement of lay people in decision making uh, are reforms that are long overdue in the Catholic Church. So much more inclusivity. Absolutely. <clears throat> Very necessary. Um, and delighted that it's come through despite the, f- the fact that there were only about I think it was something like 1% of Catholics in Ireland took part in this listening process which has been going on for the last six months or so. But despite the small turnout uh, uh, of people in that, the results are quite clear, quite clear mm. from all the dioceses, yeah. uh, all around Ireland. It's great to see that, and that they're all so strong. Yeah, and I suppose the other interesting point, well, I thought anyway from the findings, is that um, the, the people surveyed, as you say, the 1%, there are people who describe themselves as as practising Catholics. So it's not people who say, the reason I've turned away or no longer go to Mass or whatever, the reason mm-hmm. I'm not a practising Catholic is because priests can't get married, it's because of the inclusivity, etc. This is people that are regular Mass scores. Yes, all the more surprising because the Pope's, Pope Francis's original intention was that everybody was to be consulted, particularly those who have walked away. And as we know here in Ireland, um, 70 to 80 percent have walked away and just are not interested in the Catholic Church anymore. Mm. So all the happier we are and delighted to see the results coming through from the 10 percent who are still in the pews at the moment. They're the older, more traditional Catholics. And they're saying our church needs change mm. it needs reform. It needs uh, it needs reform. So hopefully now that's what we're going to see. That's what our big hope is, that it will be put into practice yeah. and that having done the listening, we'll see action. Because in the past, so often, we've, we've been led down the garden path, if you like, and there's been a lot of listening and no change. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, it's all well and good to have the, the survey, as you say, carried out column over six months and you have your, your, your stats there and your findings and the whole lot and you can debate and, and deliberate over the, the findings and the summary of this and not loan this weekend. But, like, will anything actually happen? Yes, it will. But the question is when Uh, this the the process this weekend. There won't be much decided this weekend. That's going to be you know it's more or less updating what's happened here in Ireland. That goes on then to the Irish Synod of Bishops, and then it goes to a Synod of of the European Bishops, and eventually it'll end up in Rome in October next year, 2023. But who will be there in Rome? There'll be 400 celibate male bishops and one woman, Sister Natalie Becker. Now. That to me is not a good lineup for looking for reform in our church. Right. Um, I think I would like to see something much closer to fifty-fifty. You know, fifty mm. percent clerics and fifty percent lay people present there. That's what you have in assemblies all around the world, elsewhere. But in Rome, 
it's still the old model, the hierarchical okay. model. Stay with us, Colm. Reverend Maria Janssen is the former Dean of Waterford. Maria is with us on the line as well. Maria, just maybe before we, we talk about some of the, um, the, the analysis there about this research, were you surprised by the findings? No. No, I would have found as a woman priest that Catholic women were hugely supportive and liked the idea of women leading worship. Um, that didn't surprise me at all. And I think that there's a very small window opening now and a very small opportunity time-wise because the urgency of reform of all the churches, not just the Roman Catholic Church, is is cannot be overemphasized because people have just walked on mass. So I no, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very heartening that people care enough to engage, um, call it as it is, and want to see reform in a much more inclusive and visionary way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we've talked on this program previously about the the, the drop in the number of um, of people priests basically looking to to join the clergy, and mm-hmm. we've discussed that on on many occasions, and we've talked to callers. Actually, the number is eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. If if you want to join us today, if you think uh, now is the time for change in the Catholic Church, let us know. Um, do you think is the ordination of women in the church, ordaining women, is that the solution to the the shortage? If it is ordination to what was, no, because it's the same old, same old, very patriarchal, very top-down, sit-up, shut-up, pay-up. If it is exploring a model of ministry that's collegial, about a much more, um, a much more communal form of leadership at parochial and episcopal level, if it's about a structural change that gives voice to people at pew level of all ages, sexes, ethnicities, races and classes, that their voice gets heard systemically. And if you're ordaining women to be that type of leader, then you're going to have a rejuvenated church. If you're going to ordain women to do the exact same as men have been doing for the last 2,000 years, no. It has to be, there has to be new thinking about what it means to be a priest, how it operates at parish level, who is involved in the priesthood of the people with an ordained priest leader, male or female, and what needs to be done to make religion relevant, because okay. it's time to wake up and smell the coffee. People have fallen asleep, people have walked out. People of all traditions have said they're talking cliches at me. Right. So yes, I want women priests. Of course, I do. I'm a woman. Yeah. But I think that's if it it's is more than that. It, it has oh, to be about structural much change. More. Okay. And I mean, if it if it's like the one thing I used to always find quite interesting. You no, know, the minute I was ordained, I slapped on a man's clerical shirt. Right. And that legitimated my position in the community that I looked there at appalled. Some people who didn't, not within the community, but those who didn't want to see a woman wearing a clerical shirt, it annoyed them, which that was the actual only reason to wear it in my mm. book. But the, the model is predetermined and it's static and it's patriarchal and it's hierarchical and it's not listening. It's not about collegial conversations across religious groupings, classes, sexes, ethnicities. 
it's not wide, bright or exciting enough. So yes, bring in women priests, but for goodness sake, rethink the way you train people, you utilise people and that you train them to okay. be team players. Father Paddy Byrne, do you agree with um, with Maria? Um, good afternoon, Andrea. Good afternoon to your listeners. I think Maria speaks articulately and passionately and from her perspective and her owning of the reality. Um, this morning, Andrea, I went over to Stradbally, known to many of your listeners for Electric Picnic. Yes. Many of us looking forward to returning to it. Uh, and there was a wonderful minister of the gospel, a priest there, Father Sean Kelly. And today he's 60 years ordained a priest, but he got a wonderful affirmation in a comment made by one of the parishioners. He said he gave, and of course, the church at the heart of it, it's not an intellectual um, uh, type of theoretical vision. It is a lived expression of the spirit of the risen Christ. And what he said was, Sean, you're the good shepherd. You include and love everybody. And, you know, whilst we hear a very negative critique uh, so often about people's experience of church on the ground, the length and depth of this country in ministry, and I say it humbly, 21 years ordained, it's a privilege to serve. I think Marie speaks absolutely dead on the model in how we communicate that grace-filled spirit of inclusion, of encouragement, of building a sense of self that God loves us as we are. That's the challenge, how we communicate it, how we celebrate it, how we ritualize it, and how we express it in its fullness. Okay. So the, the, point... model, the, model, the, model is, the model is dying. Yeah. So structural change, Marie is right. Life. That's yes. what's needed. Yeah, the, stru- the, the, the structure needs to, a, a fundamental rethink of, of the whole structure. And again, I say that owning a tradition of 2,000 yeah, years. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. saying like, let's, you know, but together we are always stronger. And I think one of the, and I, I take, I take a, a, a degree of hope in this conversation around Synod, but I take also, I don't want to be cynical, but the very group of people who are facilitating the Synod are in many ways the antithesis of what it's about Mm. because my experience of a particular model of church is that it fundamentally fails to listen, to include, to engage, and particularly at leadership level and speaking to women specifically. Father, I'm interested in in your views on on one of the main findings um, from the research and that's that practising Catholics would like to see priests allowed to marry. And, you know, I I don't know what your your personal view on that is, but, I mean, is, is that something... I mean, is that something you think that, do a lot of priests take some comfort maybe from that, that that is the view of the parishioners that sit before them every weekend? I do, of course. And I think the fact it is, it's so sad now, because I mean, the idea of men in their 70s and 80s, the vast majority of clergy in Ireland are over, age, over the age of 70. So the practicality of setting up after been living on your own for over 40 and 50 years right. to a partner and the idea in your late 70s to start having family, that's sort of not going to happen. But as Marie said, with a different structure, with different provisions, with different uh, focus, of course, clerical celibacy, which is a historical imposition on ministry, really in a context and culture we live in, has really no 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 huge value and certainly in any way in my experience can dehumanize us in terms of our own 
sense of self and our humanity. Do you take offence to people looking for shorter sermons? Um, well, I think we have the fundamental call of Jesus Christ to all Christians was to go out and proclaim the good news uh, without sounding cliches. St. Francis of Assisi said repeatedly, the best sermon is how I live my life as opposed to what I preach my words. Uh, certainly, I think the idea of sitting in a pew, listening to uh, a muffled, uh, incoherent account of an exegesis on the scripture certainly doesn't necessarily cultivate uh, vibrancy or a sense of where people need to be nourished. There's a hunger for faith or spirituality we need in a time when there's never been the many mechanisms for us to communicate, mm. particularly social media, through videos, through art. There's so many different ways we can okay. communicate a message of hope and inclusion. Uh, 53106 is the text line number. Deirdre's with us on the line. Deirdre, what's your view? Hi, yeah. How, How are, are you? you? Good. Okay, so yeah, I'm a churchgoer and last Sunday uh, our priest, who's a wonderful priest, Father Brian Quinn, was celebrating 40 years of the priesthood, of ordination of the priesthood. And we went to Mass, there was six priests on the altar and the bishop, and the bishop actually preached a wonderful sermon. And I looked at them and thought, a group of old men with nobody coming behind to take their place. And it's very sad. And I do value my faith. I value the church. But unless they cop on and allow women to marry or women to be ordained Mm. and priests to marry, there's going to be nobody there. That's it. So change is needed, urgently needed. You're still with us, Father Paddy Byrne. Yep. And that's, I suppose, you know, Deirdre's point, I think, is probably, if I'm honest, it echoes the vast majority of the texts coming in today. And me as well. Yeah. I mean, do you take comfort from that too, Colm? Uh, yes, I mean, that change needs to come. Um, but I, I'd be doubtful whether it will come from Rome. Change will not come from the top down, much as I admire Pope Francis. I think the meeting next year will not uh, give us the changes we are looking for. But here in Ireland, we have the national synodal pathway to look forward to. That's coming up in 2025-26. And we need to start moving forward, moving ahead, as as we have learned from the 26 um, dioceses here in Ireland, that the change that needs to come uh, so we won't have uh, women priests right away. I certainly want them as well, just like Maria does. Mm. But perhaps we will have women reading the gospel, women preaching, and blessings of same-sex couples. Uh, now, I know they're against the rules at the moment, but we need to start pushing from the grassroots up and start introducing those changes here and now. Would you agree with that, Deirdre? You're still with us? I would agree with that. And I just want to tell you, a number of years ago, I was on a cruise it was St. Patrick's Day, and there was an American priest on the cruise who said Mass, and before Mass said to me, I don't know anything about St. Patrick, will you preach the sermon? Now, he gave me warning that he was going to ask me to do it, yeah. and I did. <laughs> and I got a round of applause at the end of it, and people said, that was the most interesting sermon we've had in a long time. Um, I've never done anything like it again, but you know what? I appreciate that he allowed me to do it and I now have discovered it's illegal. But uh, yeah, it was an experience. Yeah, abs- anyway. absolutely. Uh, Kieran, th- thanks for that, uh, Deirdre. Um, Kieran is on the line as well. Kieran, what's your view on this? Time for change? Well, um, 
I mean, it, it's good to discuss things and it's good things to be open, but the church has spoken on this matter. It has been debated. It has listened. Um, there is a huge, you know, I suppose, I'm not a theologian and I'm not a priest, but there is a theological problem with the ordination of women that's not being discussed, you know. And I think it was saying Pope John Paul said that um, the problem is, is that if the church were to ordain women, would the orders be valid? Can you answer That's that, Fa- Father Paddy Byrne? Can you answer yeah. Kieran's question there? Are you there with us, uh, Father Byrne? Can you hear me okay? No, we'll try and maybe um, reconnect there with uh, with Father uh, Father Byrne. I think, Colm, are you still with us? Yes, very yeah. much so. C- can you hear Kieran? It's a man-made rule. Yes, I heard what Kieran said. Yeah, it's a man-made rule. It's it's uh, they built themselves the canon law fortress. Uh, to pr- to protect their own power and privileges. That's that's what's been built up. And we need to go back to a church of the poor for a church of all the people of God. And certainly women are fully equal. A hundred years ago, of course, we all accepted that women were inferior to men. That's the way it was for, for thousands of years. But not in the year 2022. <clears throat> women are fully equal. And there is no theological argument. They, are, they know that. And Pope Francis just keeps quoting what Pope uh, John Paul II said, that door is closed <clears throat> without giving any arguments or any reasons. There, there aren't any. Yeah, there is a text actually here as well, though, from Debbie, who says, I'm a 35-year-old churchgoer and I would not attend a mass with a female priest. Now, that message is in the minority, but I mean, it's that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that is the view too. Yeah, but at the moment you haven't got a choice. Yeah. You can't go to Mass other than one celebrated by a nominally celibate male priest. Okay, all right. 5 through 106 is the number. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That is the email address, as always, if you want to get in touch with us. Um, thanks to you all, though. Colm, Father Paddy Byrne, Reverend Marie Janssen, Deirdre and Kieran. thanks for your time here on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.